Glass- they went to Gl- he took him to Glastonbury and someone opened a portaloo and they were fucking inside. What? Yeah. <gasps> oh, this is the day. <laughs> You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. This episode is sponsored by Hot Octopus, the luxury sex toy brand who guarantee your mind-blowing pleasure. You don't really use dating apps, do you? you use, uh, do you no, rely I on have. Instagram or meet? No, I, I, I both. Okay, well, I'm not on dating apps right now, but I have used them in the last year. Just on a break, yeah. taking a break from the apps. Yeah. yeah, you're a bit like me then. Yeah. Well, no, I'm only taking a break from the hookup apps. Not, not like Bumble. Date- <laughs> I've never used Bumble. Have you not? No, that's the one where girls message first, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, is it? So then, how do the gays get along on it? The bottom no. messages first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, but like, some like those of my gay friends are on Bumble, but I don't know how it works. Oh. It must be the bottom first. They must just have like AI technology, and they're like, yeah, "You they, look like they, a femme." <laughs> You take a circumference reading of your sphincter and then log it on your profile and they're like, right, bottom. Oh my God, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Today we're joined by my good friend, author, social media personality, stand-up comedian, Grace. I always say Grace Adler. Who's that? (laughs) From Will Will and Grace. Grace. Oh, I see. Grace Campbell. Grace Campbell's here. So go on, tell us you're, you're not using the apps. So, when was the last time I went on a dating app date? It was probably, some some point this year, probably, uh, well, so I met my last two sort of proper, well, my ex-proper boyfriend, I met him on Hinge, and then my rebound guy, who I was, like, living with for, like, a few months, also met him on Hinge, and then I think after that, I just got Hinge fatigue, and I was like, well, neither <laughs> of those worked out, so, like, I should stop Hinge, I should try something else. I mean, to be fair to me, if a date gets past, I mean, like date two, I'm like, that was successful dating. Enough. I will return to this <laughs> app. Yeah. It's to call time on this one. Yeah. Although, do you know what I did do yesterday? And I feel like I'm just a fucking idiot because I, don't, I can't remember if we spoke about this on the podcast, James, or if it was in private, but in private. In private. Private. <laughs> I got Hinge Plus or Hinge Preferred or whatever. Doesn't do anything. It's just the way that they get more money. I think you can super like people or something. And also, you when when you you like appear at the top of the no no you don't get any more matches. You don't appear at the top. No, it's what it is. Is when people match with you, they come up in your likes, but you can only view them one by one. So you have to decide on the first one, like yes or no, before you can see the rest, and that's how it goes through. But I just paid like. 30 quid, 25, 30 Shut quid. Up. And now. Annually? Per month. <gasps> fuck off. You're Anthony. kidding. On Hinge. What? Well, you're like, Anthony. Anthony. 35 quid to. to that to, is a lot of money. I didn't know that that's what it was. Which I, mean you didn't know how much it was. So no, it didn't, didn't tell you how much it was when you signed. Like, it you, didn't tell you, me what I was going to get. Right. Right. So I thought, oh, okay, it's going to boost me. I'm going to get more matches. Did it not even offer like a free, like, five day free like no, sign up it's obviously a con yeah it's such a con it's yeah. obviously you get nothing from it hinder yeah. a bunch of shysters apparently tinder gold is really good right but i just thought because i'd had more success on hinge in the past i thought oh i'll try hinge first okay. and then i'll go to how many apps have you got right now like in general like which apps do you use do you have like a whole smorgasbord of them no none like literally at the moment i've just got grinder and hinge okay 
But yeah. so you're taking the break from grinder and you're just using hinge. Yeah. Okay. How many do you have? Well, right now I have none. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, I think I was on Hinge and Raya. Oh, she's on Raya. This she's year. a bougie bitch. What celebrities did What's you see on Raya? Raya? Oh, is that the ce- celebrity I one? I saw like I, mean, I literally match no one. I saw Nile Horan. <laughs> Nile. Oh. Channing Tatum. I thought you might have matched Nile just to get closer to Harry. I know, but he wouldn't match me back. I'm not Nile's type. What's Nile's what? type? Ray is a bit. I have no idea, but oh. I'm definitely not his type. <laughs> Just, I just know it. Like, <laughs> I'm the kind of girl that would, like, destroy Niall Horan. Ooh. But also, why would you want to? Yeah, no, I'm not saying sexually. I'm saying I would ruin his life. Oh, like, okay. I'd make him curse meant, the day like, he was born. I'd probably peg the shit out of him. No, no, no. He would absolutely <laughs> hate me. <laughs> why not? I reckon Niall might be into that, but I he's just feel so like, I feel like dead. he likes good pig. He's so dead. I feel like, like, sorry for him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw Channing Tatum Channing on Channing Tatum, but is it, wasn't yeah. he in a relationship? Isn't he with Zoe Kravitz? He now Kravitz? is with Zoe Kravitz. Okay. This was like a year ago. Between Jesse Between J and Jesse Zoe. Between Jesse J and Zoe Kravitz. Someone else, oh, well, Ben Affleck was on it. <gasps> oh, wait, hold on. Oh, he got with J-Lo. So hold on, just tell us a bit more. What is the setup like in Raya? Can you just message them or do you have to? No, you have def- to match them. Oh, did you at least tick a match on Channing Tatum? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> of, of, you imagine, have to how shot. imagine how many yeah. ticks he gets, though. Yeah, and be yeah. Like, oh, no, but so it doesn't work that way, like with Hinge. It's like Tinder, so you just have to match them. And then well, I don't know if Tinder's changed. I haven't been on Tinder for years. No, so Tinder, if they match you and you say, I mean, I don't know how it works. But, but do the, you get, like, you know on Hinge, you get notified this person's liked you? No. You don't have that on Tinder? You don't get that on Tinder unless you have Tinder Gold. Right, okay. And then it shows you who liked you first. Oh, okay. And well, that's not what Ray is like. Okay. What, well, Ray is like Tinder, like classic Tinder. You don't see you it. You have to match the person in yeah. order to talk to them. Right. So on Hinge, you, if you see someone buff, you can like them, then you'll come up to the top of their thing and you can also send them a message yeah. before you've even matched. Yeah. But can you get like Raya Gold? No. no you already have to it pay for it. It's just Raya. Raya. Yeah. How much is Raya? Much cheaper than what you're paying. Fuck me. Yeah. Let's all get on Raya. Fucking yeah. Channing Tatum paying ben Affleck. ten pounds. I want a bit of that. Yeah. It's like max ten pounds a month, if that. <gasps> That's right. crazy. Quid scene. No, but you can't just go and join Raya. You have to be like invited. That's. I will find. What invite me? Yeah, I can invite you. I think I can still it's, do it. Uh, hold on, Grace. Remember. <laughs> remember who you you're friends came from. with first. <laughs> 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 so do you find it quite easy to meet men like when you're out and stuff yeah i do actually yeah yeah do you get depending on where i am yeah do you get much at gigs never never no, no. never never ever ever no you used to get it occasionally at the sex shows didn't you yeah but i cu- i couldn't stand talking to people after gigs it's my Biggest, it was my biggest pet hate. I didn't like talking to people before the show and I definitely didn't like talking to them afterwards because I'd be like, I've done my show and I just sort of want to go home. Not that I didn't enjoy people sort of like enjoying what I was doing, but I felt uh, it was just exasperating because they'd ask all the same fucking questions. Do you like it yourself? Mm. How long are you doing this? And I'd just be like, I really don't want to have this conversation. I want to go and have a wank. God, like literally fuck off. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised about you though, Grace. Do you think, obviously I feel like for us maybe being gay... Like, you, you're going to go and gig at venues that aren't gay venues, so you might have, like, two gay people in the audience that are shy as anything. Mm. Do you feel like men are intimidated by you being a woman? No, I think comedy? when I do my own shows, it's primarily women that come. Yeah. But, like, that's yeah. never going to happen at one of my shows. I don't particularly think I would want to 
get with someone who's like come up to me after a show because mm. I don't know, like just that kind of freaks me out. Do you know? You also don't know their intentions. Yeah, that it's just kind of freaks me out. It's a yeah. bit like I quite like it. I'm like, you've literally seen me on stage talking about facials, and you still <laughs> want to go on a date. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't think it's. I mean, it's happened where other comedians have tried to get with me at gigs, like after my they've watched me perform. But I don't think it's ever happened with civilians. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> Let's just rewind quickly to how we first met. Yeah, at a gig. <laughs> yeah, at a gig. He tries to get with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was that gracious woman, yeah. womanizer, Anthony July. Yeah. <laughs> it was so on brand for me. <laughs> no, Grace was on stage, and this guy was like heckling or talking while she was on stage. Okay. So she pulled him on stage, embarrassed him, and then fucked him after the show. Oh, actually, that's so oh. true. I have gone with someone at a yeah. gig. <laughs> so you you're, really you're would right. destroy Niall Horan. You're right. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. No, he, and he was talking through my set, and then I ended up having an amazing one night stand with him. Was it like a hate fuck, like a punishment? No, sex? it was wonderful sex. Oh, yeah. wonderful! It was. It was the first person I'd fucked since I broke up with my. It was, no, it wasn't the first person I fucked. It was the first time I came since I'd broken up with my ex, and I was like, "Well done, fab. you." That is a fab story. Yeah, pulled up a heckler and then shamed yeah. him and took him home and fucked yeah. him, and, and had an orgasm. Wonderful sex. Wonderful. <laughs> Scrumptious. Clit's a wonderful <laughs> life. <laughs> Wait, have you ever had sex with another comedian? I don't think so. No. It's like, no, not, not any funny ones that count. Yeah. <laughs> you had sex with a comedian though, didn't you? At the... No, you talked about it on the podcast. I thought that's its open knowledge. I think that was a members episode and I think it got canned. Oh, did it? <laughs> I see. <laughs> Grace was actually there I like that. There. It's hard there. to keep track of all the stories we've told and what episode, type of episodes they were told on. Because we're whores. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the right podcast. <laughs> so obviously, I feel like you come across quite confident, especially like to your followers and things like that. Oh, yeah, because you seem quite confident to me. Yes and no. I'm definitely, in terms of like men and sex, I'm always confident if I know someone wants to have sex with me. But that, like, if, like, you know it's if going I know down. it's, and I can always tell. Yeah. So, like, that. They have an erection. Because <laughs> I can just tell. <laughs> I can, I can just it. tell from when I see someone that they want to have sex with me. Oh, okay. So, when that happens, I'm like really confident. But then, otherwise, if I'm having to prove myself, I'm having mm. to kind of like give like give them more then i get really insecure and like timid so yeah. no i'm i'm like and actually weirdly like recently i've been seeing loads of guys and like people who will who will have like slid into my dms and so have like follow me on instagram and then we'll we'll meet up and like you know we'll start seeing each other and then like after a few times of seeing me they're like you're completely not the person that you put across online you're actually just really cute mm. and whereas online i'm like really like bullish and like look like i don't give a fuck but actually i just want to be cuddled yeah for sure i feel like we're quite the same aren't we <laughs> well yeah that's why i came off facebook though because i was i had this really like overt personality on facebook that was a bit cross between like spoiled princess and then like loud i used to write everything in caps lock and it would all come mm. off really hysterical and then when people would meet me in person, they'd be like, oh, you're a very different personality type than I thought because I can be quite shy and sort of, I'm a, a bit of an anxious person as well. And so that like someone said to me, oh, well, I thought you'd be like a really larger than life, like loud mouthy character, but you're actually like a quiet little lamb. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to can this like online persona then because... I think it's about, you know what I think? I don't think you need to do that. I think 
it's about people being able to differentiate between what you put online and what you're like in real life. And if people can't, then that's their issue. Yeah. For example, these men, because I'm like, yeah, like I'm not going to be the person I am with someone I'm fucking online because yeah. like that you you random people who just followed me don't deserve to like see the really nice side of me you can just get the bitch grace <laughs> and then if you get close to me you'll see the nicer side of me mm. welcome to the podcast grace's followers <laughs> <laughs> i did a gig the other day and i i was trying to write a bit about like at my hoopla like there was this group of girls who loved me and i was asking them for can we talk about drugs yeah of course <laughs> yeah. yeah i was asking them for drugs <laughs> and then like the next day i did like a bit on stage talking about it and i was like the joke was kind of i hadn't probably thought it through but it was and loads of people at this gig had come because they followed me on instagram and i was taking the piss about how posh all of my followers are and how like literally i could tell them to do anything and they would just do it and this group of girls were just sitting there like so upset in the front row they were like <laughs> oh, they definitely unfollowed me after that <laughs> what is the same girls from my who no oh. another another group of posh girls <laughs> i thought you were just up there like blasting these girls who shared their drugs with yeah. you you were like <laughs> they these were dumb really cunts. oh no i feel like your followers have to be able to kind of take things with a pinch of salt because even even on the cocktails one today i was telling grace earlier like i had people like commenting and saying that I was trying to like tear down the Gen Z queer community. I saw that. Yeah, just, all, yeah. Part of me just wants to be like, look, if you can't take a fucking joke or your PC, just don't follow me because that's not who I am and that's not my material. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if you enjoy some of it, but not others, can you just follow me, but keep your fucking mouth shut? Yeah, I think people just need to be able to say that like, you know, for example, I love Bill Burr. Like he's one of my favourites. Do you watch his stand up at all? I've never heard of Bill Burr. Really? No. I love him. And he's like, you know, in that same vein of like Dave Chappelle, like it's very, very like towing the line. And I was watching one of his specials today and there's so much, he hates feminists. He like hates white women and the way that white women like make everything about themselves. <laughs> he's got so many good jokes about white women. I sit there and I'm like, I fucking love this because you're right. Whereas like other like white women will be like, how dare you? Like, how dare yeah, you say yeah. that about us? And that's where like, I think people get me very, very wrong where they think I'm going to be this like, woe is me, like, I'm, it's hard to offend me actually like I've been like insulted my whole life because of who my dad is so it's like I'm, you could say a lot of shit to me and I don't care and that's the difference how are we talking about this I can't remember oh it's the, the way that fucking these woke people like come into my DMs I'm like you don't get it I don't give a fuck like yeah 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 I care about certain things but like don't tell me what to like fucking refer to my vagina as it's none of your business oh my god do people message you about that yeah People message me all the time when I say my vagina. They're like, you should call it your vulva. I'm like, you should fucking unfollow me right now, you sack of shit. Why do they not want you to use the term vagina? Because it's apparently scientifically incorrect. Oh, stop Give this. a fuck. So, Give so a fuck. Call it your pussy. This. That's what I said. I was like, I could call either. it Steve. It's my <laughs> vagina. Like, I could call it what the fuck I want to call it. Yeah, yeah, literally. I literally the other day did like a story talking about how annoying it is that I have to like wax my vagina. Like, who has the time? to get their vagina wax woke up the next day it had like 15 dms from people being like star vulva excuse me i'm just going to correct you on that language vulva grow up don't oh follow me God. like grow up people like, who has the but like who, i would never have the brass but not the brass balls but like no there's just, so many jobs worths on the internet that are just le like they're leeching they're just desperate to see someone say something wrong and just jump into yeah. the dms it feels like people are waiting yes Totally, they are. Waiting, and just to be doing it to be seen to be correct, or 
just to have that sort of feeling of satisfaction from getting one up. It's like a game of one upmanship. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's not actually any attempt at genuine educational change. Of course, which it's is, not. this is not something that needed any educational change. But like it, it, a lot of these. But I actually things, think you're also right in that I think a lot of it is just they want to be like yeah. doing the right thing. I've been yeah. thinking about this loads at the moment, like especially like fucking straight posh white women like they're just desperate for to be seen that they're like doing the right thing and like standing up for people you don't need to talk on behalf of everyone actually like you you can just shut up like white girls have enough like platforms you can just shut up sometimes but they want to be like publicly seen as like mm. doing mm. the right thing. I think it's so performative. Yeah, yeah. That, I was because why say, does like, me calling my vagina my vagina affect you in any way? It doesn't. Does it? And also, like, it's not like you're calling it your big fat hairy cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but even if I wanted to, I yeah, fucking can. Not? Yeah, totally. I love that. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. My big fat camel toe hairy cunt. <laughs> Uh, so you spoke a little bit about who your dad is. Just for our listeners, if they're not familiar, Grace is the daughter of Alistair Campbell, a gay icon, Alistair Campbell. Uh, he was back in the day. Yeah, what was he named by? He, uh, hunk of the Year Ooh. by the Gay Times. Oh, wow. Well, Ooh. I was the 49th most eligible bachelor in the world once, so... Same, same. Can relate. See, yeah. I, attra- I attract powerful men. Yeah. I had to write that entry as well. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I wrote the 50 most eligible bachelors insert in. And, or was it Gay Times? Oh, no, it was Attitude. Attitude, yeah. yeah. I was on such a come down when I wrote that as well. Oh, wait. So I, hope, I hope your entry was uh, upbeat because I think I felt like I wanted to kill myself. I think I found out I had crabs that weekend or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Can we talk about crabs for a minute? Yeah, let's. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever had them? Uh, no, I, I have like had that... a fair few STDs, but I've never had crabs. Are crabs like... an STD? Yeah, or, they, or are, they are. But you can, because uh, I remember you can them get them from, from like towels. Yeah, that's what everyone used to say when you, you were get younger. Them from sharing towels, sharing or bedding. towels, bedding. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, I feel like it's just such a nineties disease, though. Yeah, it's like... also just such a fucking pain in the ass. Because then you have to like throw shit away. Yeah, like, boil all that, your bedding and everything like what that. Is it really? What is really? Use that they are shampoo yeah. in your pubes. Comb it out. Oh. Uh, and they're like, don't. don't. Are they crabs? <laughs> then they're, they're not crabs. They're like ti- they're like head lice, basically. Oh, but then why is it called? I'm imagining tiny little crabs like breaking away. They are tiny. You, if you look really closely, you can see them, and they look like tiny, tiny, beetly kind of crustacean things, which is why people call them crabs. But yeah, you can use that that children's head lice shampoo on it, and it gets rid of them. Oh sweet Jesus! <laughs> but I remember having to <laughs> that text is a my, throwback. I, had to te- I was like, do you know when you're like not in the frame of mind to find something like that out, and then like I had to text my friend, and I was like, I need you to go to the chemist and pick up the full marks mousse, please. <laughs> <laughs> not the full marks mousse. <laughs> oh, not the mousse, the ointment. Yeah, it was the ointment because the mousse apparently doesn't work on crabs. I hate that word, ointment. Ointment. Oh, yeah. I quite like it. Do you? I quite yeah, like it. I quite I like, like ointment. The ointment. Yeah, it always reminds me of like some oil that I'd rub when I have an injury. <laughs> ailment. I hate the word ailment. Ointment just makes me think of like oink, which just <laughs> makes me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the noises that circuit queens make in bed. Well, how did we get onto crabs? Like they think it's like a because you were right. You were writing the attitude. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah on the downswing of my life with <laughs> crabs on a come down. Also, can we just clarify that it wasn't fifty eligible bachelors, and I just made the cut. <laughs> it was a hundred eligible bachelors. Oh, was it? And I was forty nine out of all of these people. Yeah. Fuck if I wrote a hundred entries, Jesus. Beat Graham Norton. 
Love. Just, oh, just okay. put it out there. Oh, now I don't feel bad that you were 49. I thought it was like 49 out of 50, but if you, you made it halfway. I made it past halfway, yeah. Oh, yes. I want to be on a list like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to be on a list like that. <laughs> but Grace, you've done so much already. <laughs> I want to be like a eligible, like I want to be like on a list. It's like if you end up fucking having her babies, you're winning. I just don't feel like it reads like that, you know. Like I've, I, I've been on the list for four years it sounds like you're having changed. to go around the neighbourhood and knock on the doors to tell people I've yeah. been on the list for four years oh yeah, yeah. what the sex yeah. offenders yeah. obviously yeah <laughs> well that too yeah. well that's six years <laughs> put it in your Instagram bio no on the list <laughs> yeah yeah 49th most eligible sex offender yeah. in South London <laughs> that's a hotly contested field well South yeah London. South London <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have written a book. Grace has written a book. Uh, disgraceful. Amazing disgrace. Amazing disgrace. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'm glad that we care. can laugh about this. I don't care at all. <laughs> the book is called Amazing Disgrace. Yes. I'm about like, how many pages are there? <laughs> I don't know. 300? Okay, yeah. Well, so I'm over a quarter of the way through. <laughs> I feel like the last time I spoke to you, like four months ago, you were like, I'm a quarter of the way through. So you've just read over a quarter now. Like, you've read like read two, the two pages since June. Well, like, in my defence, I have had like a harrowing lawsuit. He's been going, going through on. a lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, because, you know, the lawsuit. No, I just really like. Uh, I started smoking again, started smoking weed again. So I went off books and back onto TV. I love TV. Um, <laughs> but I've just got back onto books now. And That's good. So hopefully you'll get halfway. Yeah, I literally read 30 pages the other day in, one, in one go. Yeah, It's an easy read. It is an easy says. read. Yeah, yeah it's it an is. easy read. I was with one of my friends and she was like talking about how her boyfriend had read my book. Have I told you this? And she goes, yeah, like he read the whole thing in like half a day. And then he was like, Surely Grace didn't write this. It's far too well written. <laughs> and I was like, why are you telling me this? Like, that is something you keep between yeah. you and your fucking boyfriend. Like, that's the rudest fucking thing you can say to me. Then I went absolutely nuts. And I was like, I want to talk to him right now. Like, that's so fucking rude. Like, why does he not think that I'm... Also, it's an easy read. It's not like fucking literature. It's like, my first wank, I was 12. You know, like, it's fucking, I definitely wrote it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also, like, you can hear your voice in it yeah. as well. Yeah. As if I would have got a ghostwriter to write that. Yeah. Like if I'm going to do it, it's going to be like... A glowing a, endorsement of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the jacket. No, but like, do you know what I mean? If no, I'm going to do it, I'd be like, oh, I'll write a book in French. Yeah. Yeah, or like I'll write Lord of the Rings Part 7 yeah. or whatever. Or like, yeah. yeah, I'll rewrite all of the works of William Shakespeare. Like. Yeah, with a modern twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou... <laughs> IUD? I don't know. IUD? IUD, like oh, contraception. Like an IUD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was reaching for. Are you IUD? <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's very much a bit similar to the style that how I write. Like I write like how I talk. And yeah. a lot of people resonate with that and they relate to it. Yeah. The book is all about shame. So we're going to talk a little bit about shame now. I'm sure you're obviously not sick of it. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you know, I forgot what the book was called. So it's been yeah. a while <laughs> since I've spoken about it. You forgot, then I forgot. And then I was like, who am I? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. What day is this? So where do you think shame comes from? Obviously, I feel like you've done a lot of work on shame between like going to therapy and obviously writing a book about it. It must have been quite cathartic as it well. It was actually, yeah. yeah. I feel like I let go like most of my shame writing the book. Just by writing it? Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've done loads of therapy, but 
I now look back on like before I wrote the book. That's why I'm just gonna write books about whatever I'm having issues in, because then like it will help me <laughs> oh, overcome it. So like, my next okay. book is about love, because I hope that by the end of that I'll have fig- figured, figured love it out. out a bit. But like I really do think since writing the book, it's because it gave a lot of my shame a purpose and it gave it like a reason. And I was like, that's why it was all meant to happen because now I've got a book. Yeah, oh, I um, love that. But I don't know. I think I think shame comes from society. Obviously, it comes from like things you're told about who you are or but I always think it really forms in your like younger years and when you're a child and then when you're a teenager I think there's so much angst when you're a teenager and there's so much pressure on like what a normal teenager is supposed to be like and you these conversations around like sex and relationships bodies masturbation mental health your mind sexual trauma all of that stuff no one talks about it. Mm. Well, they do more now, but when we were younger, no one was talking about it. Yeah. And that's how shame builds, I think, by like this uns- the, the unspoken things that are like at the forefront of your mind because we're obviously all thinking about, you know, sort of feelings you're having and like impulses that you're having and like well, how you feel about your body and how you feel towards other people. But no one's saying, no one's asking you when you're a kid, how does this feel? Or like, you know, it's so normalised that if you walked in on like a child masturbating, you'd like berate them and get angry at them rather than being like, this is completely normal. Like, don't feel like you're a freak for like humping your teddy. Yeah. It's, that's what you did. I did that for years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my jelly cats. No, I agree with that. Because like a lot of my shame came from being raised in the Catholic church and the Catholic uh, schooling system. So all of that stuff we've talked about in the past about like growing up gay and things like that and being having it drummed into me from a really early age that I was wrong or that it was like disgusting. And even just the interactions I had with kids like showing up to school and having my circle of friends say, oh, we've decided not to be friends with you anymore because you're gay and that's bad and we don't want you to embarrass us. Did that us. happen to you? Yeah. Did you tell me that already? Probably. But yeah, I, I wrote... I, that's so bad. Yeah. You said, well, yeah. So I turned up to school and then I would literally just have no one to out with because people did not want to be associated with me so did you come out when you was in school then no but this was it it's one of those things that, oh, like when you're a gay kid it was like people uh, mm. the people knew it before i knew it yeah mm. and people were telling me i was gay before i had understood what that was mm. or like i maybe had an inclination but i couldn't put words mm. to it yet so a lot of that like my problems with that came from that experience that schooling system experience and then sexuality as well which is why in my uh, like my later life i've chosen to do things like I worked for that porn company and I worked for gay publications and I've written about adult stuff and things like that because the more and even like to an extent doing the YouTube series where we did the thing with the hot octopus sex toy and things like that pushing myself to do things like that makes me feel more comfortable with my sexuality yeah whereas normally I still have a bit of a hang-up around things like that or even talking openly about sexual experiences like we did the other day with the like the choking thing or me having like a bit of a daddy fetish and that kind of stuff is all stuff that I used to like bury because I was just so terrified about how other people would perceive it. The worst thing for me was to have someone think that like I was disgusting because mm. that's how I was treated when I was at school. Yeah, I've, I think that's like, it, it's that kind of shame that sticks with you for a really long time and so many people speak to me about growing up in catholic families and because ca- mm. like catholicism is like the foundation of a lot of it is shame and yeah. it's like shaming people what's weird about sh- shame is a feeling as well so it's like it's a tr- it's a triggering feeling so like yeah. if you've had experienced like sexual trauma or any kind of like physical stuff that lives on in you through like 
physical feelings but that you associate that with shame and so I think shame comes from certain places but actually like you know what it is I always think the best way to describe like what being feeling really ashamed is is a hangover so when you're like severely hungover and you get like flashbacks from the night before of like oh my god I'm so embarrassing I hate myself like why did I do that that's kind of shame it's like your mind being like you're a fucking idiot like why did you do that that's what like people you know who have severe amounts of shame live through like for a lot of their life it's just like things pop into your head like you are an awful person yeah that's so interesting that the way you put it like that because I, I was going to ask accurate though yeah well i was going to say like what's kind of like the difference between like being embarrassed and being ashamed is it just like ashamed is like a severe version well i think sh- shame is like so Embedded broad isn't it well. but it's like i do think like for me, a lot of my shame is tied up in trauma. So, like, when I have tr- triggering things that happen, it's the shame that, like, makes me be like, oh, my God, I'm a terrible person. Because actually, like, that's what you're describing, that feeling of thinking people think you're disgusting. It's because, yeah. like, shame makes you think you are disgusting yourself. And then you, you let other people, like, confirm what you thought was right. And I think that's all bound up in, like, any kind of trauma. So I think being embarrassed and being... that they're They're both two things on the same spectrum it's just one's a bit more severe do you remember like gay shame when you were growing up and stuff well yeah of course but even just like obviously you get told things about like society and that but you would you would literally like have a wank over a guy and then afterwards you'd be like i'm so disgusting yeah, sometimes yeah, I, I do I, still yeah. think that after a wank I'm like oh you oh yeah but you get that yeah. thing of sometimes when you like you come and then you see what you just jerked off to yeah. the porn hub and you're yeah. like slam the laptop shut yeah <laughs> yeah but the thing is nobody talks about how being horny turns you into a bit of a gross slut yeah and that's perfectly okay that's though. perfectly yeah. okay but when you're young no 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 yeah for sure you're made to feel like it's not so like now i'm like so proud of that and genuinely like sex is not bound up in shame for me at all anymore but when i was younger i remember actually i don't know if i should ever say this the first time i gave a blowjob was like in a synagogue it was in like the gu- the garden of a synagogue okay and i remember the next day like i was like young i was like 13 14 I remember the next day, like, some of my friends being, like, really angry at me and being, like, that was really bad that you did that. It was really, really bad. Like, you're going to go to hell. Mm. And I was, like, we were, like, the most, like, fucking atheist group of people ever. Like, none of us were religious. I was, like, okay. So I went to church because <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> I need to go and confess that I've sinned. And that was all bound up in me being, like, really embarrassed that I'd, like, given a blowjob to a guy I'd met at a house party in a synagogue. <laughs> like, there was so so many things How like that. How did you get to the synagogue from the house party? It was just local. <laughs> <laughs> I know a place. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't inside. It was in the garden. Like, okay. You know, it's, it's yeah, where, where most of the blowjobs go down. Yeah. Yeah. I did once have sex in the Vatican City. <gasps> oh, that's so, that speaks to me on a level. Mm. In the garden, not in like the Sistine Always Chapel, in the garden. Well, yeah, but you can't like <laughs> actually get in at night time, you know. Into the... And also like fucking in the Sistine Chapel. That would be epic though. That would actually be epic. It would be epic. You'd have to be on your back. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> admiring the mural. The ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like things where... Or just kind of like a general sense of shame that I had growing up. I felt like I kind of, once I came out of the closet and that, my gay shame just disappeared. I would get sex shame, a bit like what you said, like, you know, when you say, oh, you're on a hangover. I would get sex shame if I did drugs and then, like, had sex with people. I'd always be, like, shuddering at myself. I don't know why, because if I did it when I was sober, maybe I probably wouldn't have. So it's probably just the come down, to be honest. Mm. 
but I feel like I kind of almost like build up these like little pockets of shame to do with different things and then I just put them in a corner and I leave them there yeah and I kind of just forget about them that's good though is it I think it depends I think you you have to process things obviously but there are so many things that I like still feel I'm just far too affected by and I'd rather be able to just like when thoughts come into my head say goodbye but Mm. I let them linger for too long I think that's different though when your shame is linked to trauma. Yeah. For sure. Because yeah. like, yeah. sometimes I think shame prevents me from doing things that I want to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I might be like, everyone on Grindr's shit, I want to go cruising. But then it's like, oh, I can't really go cruising because I feel like I'm going to get recognised. <laughs> Such is the life of a celebrity. <laughs> well. Such is the life of 49 most <laughs> eligible bachelor. <laughs> there you go. But I get what you mean about like feeling like it prevents you from doing things. Even stupid things. Like for me, I, I hesitate to join a gym for a really long time because mm. I felt embarrassed or ashamed of being small and like not bigger muscular and i had this feeling like going there i would be laughed at like you know someone would be watching me look like trying to use a machine they'd be like oh look at that bundle of twigs over there like trying to get big and like she's never gonna do it you know that kind of thing like (laughs) she's never gonna do it but that's that (laughs) i would always and like i would tend to project i guess a lot of like the shame that i was feeling or the embarrassment i would project it onto people around me and assume they would immediately think the same way i thought yeah but that's what shame does shame makes other makes you think that everyone else is thinking your worst thoughts which just isn't the case a lot of the time and i get that a lot with i still have a little bit of shame i guess around it must be around being gay because if someone clocks me as being gay like if someone were on this if i was walking down the street and someone shouted gay at me i would find that embarrassing or i would feel almost ashamed like i get like a really hot face and feel embarrassed partially just because i know there would be other people around me that would find that for what reason hilarious because people do find that hilarious but it must be connected to shame because if i was if i wasn't bothered about that then i'd just be able to be like fuck it and move on but i do get that thing of Mm. like Oh my god! Like I feel well, do you so know when embarrassed. I, I think it when I get like catcalled or like men shout shit, I feel really ashamed, and I think mm. it's because you feel it. We've all been conditioned to think that these things are our fault, yeah. so it's like that 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 person's shouting that to you. It's like not the fact that society is fucked, and there are like absolute losers in the world who just like have abhorrent views and just like say horrible shit it's more that we think it's our fault that's kind of what shame is you think everything's your fault and you kind of put yourself in the center of everything which is like what you're saying when you like decide that everyone is thinking in the gym for example everyone's they're not they're all looking at themselves like at the end of the day none of them are looking at you none of them looking at me they're all fucking worrying about how they look because that's just how it goes you know and so like but we we you put yourself into the center of every situation in a really negative way yeah like really bad main character syndrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> villain syndrome. Yeah. Main villain syndrome, yeah. yeah. Can we get over shame or not? I, I mean, I, I definitely don't feel the things that I used to feel. I think like that's not just from writing the book. Like when I got with my ex-boyfriend, when I met him, I had so much issues with sexual trauma and like that relationship just healed me. And that's why I'll always still love him and I'll always still have so much time for him because it literally, that relationship was just the safest thing and it's exactly what I needed in that period of time. So that, I thought I'd never get over that and I have now and I genuinely don't think about it at all apart from when, you know, people say off-key shit. But I think, like, coming back to the analogy of the hangover, you're you're never immune from, like, 
being like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Or like, but then that, I don't think, sometimes I think you need feelings like that. Because sometimes I think really bad hangovers make you then like be a bit less of an idiot and like drink less and like yeah. say, not say stupid shit. You know, sometimes I like think about shit that I do when I'm out and I'm like, oh, I was a bit of a cunt. Like I shouldn't have behaved <laughs> that way. And that's, that's a healthy thing to be able to like regulate that. I do not have the things that I used to have of like feeling physically like very ashamed of myself and used to have terrible body dysmorphia, mm. which was all linked to like how I viewed my body. And I just saw it as like this dumping ground for like, I had Calm. No exactly. Calm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know it was Calm, a Booze, <laughs> fags, like literally I used to just like eat shit, smoke so much, take loads of drugs. I had no love for like my physical body. Yeah, sure. And I think that all came back to me just like not caring and yeah. thinking like it was a piece of shit because I was like so ashamed of myself. Mm. You see it in the gay community, I think with this like binge party cycle stuff, you know, like chem sex and things like that and people like slamming and getting really like nihilistic i guess with the, how they treat their body because they just want to be in an altered state so they don't feel shame. they want they need to be off their tits to have sex because they have they feel shame around the sex that they want to have and then they also don't treat themselves well because they're just constantly pumping chemicals into it and like when they use steroids and stuff like that as well like kind they of want, but they, they- also probably go to the gym five days a week and eat a really healthy diet. So yeah, but is if that you're... balance? <laughs> I think it is. Look, none of us is perfect. Like, I do not treat my body like a temple now, but I sti- I do try and have a ginger but, shot if I'm feeling ill. Yeah, or, or like, like treat sleep, your mind better. Sleep more than eight yeah. hours, sleep more than fucking five hours a night, you know, mm. like do, and try and like, like I've been feeling really not amazing the last few weeks. And so I've just made such a conscious effort to like get good night sleep every night have a good amount of time on my own without like other people like talking to me and also exercising every day so boring but it's true yeah and I think all of this comes like when you're talking about shame so like for me when I was in the worst places that I've ever been in and god forbid I'm ever in places as as bad and dark as that in my life again it, it would be because I felt really shit about myself but I would then go and do things that was just going to make me feel so much Worse, more shit about yeah. myself and like sleep with people mm. who I shouldn't mm. be sleeping with drinking taking so many drugs not sleeping going on massive benders like just fucking up relationships and all of that shit so self-destructive and that's what i think shame it like eats you up yeah totally and i think that is what a key difference is between that and like embarrassment yeah you know because I i do feel like shame is it's so much deeper than embarrassment because yeah. it just it does it eats away at you yeah and it might nibble away at you for years or it might just fucking swallow you whole in one go but it's almost like your self-power gets taken away from you because you don't feel in control of who you are and your own happiness anymore Mm. yeah it's all about control it is completely about that you just look you just lose like because i've done lots of therapy now yeah this is getting so like deep but you lose yeah like in therapy what my goal is is to bring like the deep subconscious to towards the conscious level so like subconscious will be the part of me that's telling myself i'm like a piece of shit and nothing's good is ever going to come for me uh, but it will inform my decisions because it that's where i'll decide to like oh you know what i'm feeling really ill and i've got a big day of work tomorrow but i'm just going to go fucking raving till six in the morning when i shouldn't do that because that's like self-sabotage and it's about trying to make those two parts the conscious and the thing that you know is right for you more in touch with like the rest of you mm. 
Mm, I like that. And then do you think by doing that, you can then have more of a voice over it? Yeah. Like you can say to yourself, well, I'm not going to go clubbing because I have I know. Z to do. Yeah. And also it's going to make me feel worse. Yeah. 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 The way that I've sort of like alleviated a lot of my shame is to talk about it, whether it's been in like my comedy or the way or in, in my writing or even just like when I used to post a lot on like social media and make like funny statuses and things like that. I found like I the things that I was super ashamed of were things that I used to almost like hold really quiet and secret. So I wouldn't have even told that story that I would have told. I mean, it wasn't particularly funny, but talking about what happened to me at school, like showing up and my friends mm. had just all turned themselves against me. But I feel like holding on to that stuff and keeping it really close to the chest just made it like fester and burn. Mm. And so the more I talk about that stuff or even silly things, like I, I used to be really embarrassed about talking about having ever had an STD because I thought people would think, oh, you're a like, dirtbag, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to touch him. He's had an STD once. So talking about like having crabs once, like I used to be so embarrassed of that stuff, but it would be like not just a simple embarrassment, like, oops, I think I gave someone crabs. Like it would be a real burning shame. The first time I got an STD, I cried. And oh, I text really? my friend and I was like, I'm so, it was gonorrhea, I remember. Like yeah, I was my, absolutely I got humiliated. Gonorrhea, and I was so embarrassed. Yeah, and my friend was like, literally, I've had gonorrhea like seven times. Why are you upset about this? And I, it was just, it was again, it was attached to that feeling of like sex being so dirty. And then on top of that, having a disease that, what, like, you know, disease yeah, being yeah. so stigmatized, it just yeah. fed it. And now talking about it and having a laugh about it just instantly sort of like lifts that. Well, I think that in the my book, I did a whole chapter about like sexual health. And I remember I speak about this in the book. But when I got gonorrhea, I got it like in the Caribbean because I'd been traveling. And I remember going to the Royal Free Hospital to like the STD bit. And they were like, you've got gonorrhea. Um, where do you think you got it? And I was like, well, I just got back from the Caribbean. Like I had sex with, you know, various different people there. And the doctor went crazy at me, like had this insane go at me and was like screaming at me. And he actually made me cry like in the room. Oh. And because he was like, you're such a, you're so stupid. How did what? you have unprotected sex? I was 18 years old. This guy was like shouting at me. And I was like, this is fucked up. And I remember like that, like made me feel. And then because I couldn't do the test for HIV for six weeks. So he basically said to me, like the chances of you having HIV are really high oh. because you've had sex in this area and like all of this stuff. But I couldn't do the test for six weeks because obviously it takes like, what is it, two months or three months to show up in your blood. And so I had this six week period where this man had really gotten into my head. And I was like convinced that I, but it wasn't even that. It was that he'd made me feel like so stupid for yeah. doing it. And that's again, like coming back to how we treat like young people. It's like mm. you put so much responsibility on these people, but you're not giving them any of the tools to yeah. like know that this stuff is actually really manageable, mm -hmm. but also that you should just be safe. You know, like I wasn't, I just wasn't told any of this yeah. stuff. I just wasn't. So then for this guy to berate me, I remember he looked like the child snatcher in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I'll never forget his face. There's something similar happened to me with mental health as well because I used to like have quite... My, I'm, I'm always going to have anxiety. I've come to terms with that, but I manage it really well now. But I remember there was a point in time where I did have to go on like anti-anxiety medication. And having been on it, I think I was on it for like six months and you know they do like an annual checkup just to see how things are going. But it was at like a GP where the GP constantly changed. So I wasn't seeing the same person every time. And one time I went in, we were talking about like how I was getting on and the dosage and everything like that. And the guy went, oh, so do you think you're going to... He said, do you want to come off the medication or do you want to stay on it? I said, no, I'm doing really well. And I think to stay on it's just keeping me on an even keel right now. I'm happy with that. And he went, oh, so you just want to stick around fucking about with those happy pills then? <gasps> and I was like... A doctor said Yeah, that. a GP. And I remember being so stunned. You know when you think that's that cannot be what I just heard? And then he was just like, 
That's shocking. Right. And I've been like, you better go in your drawer and get some more medicine because I've got schizophrenia because I that thought you shocking. fucking swore yeah. at and me. It, and, it, and it made me feel like a, 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 a point where I thought I was doing really well and I felt really like balanced and I was managing myself really well. It actually just made me feel like complete shit because mm. then I went home and I was like, am I just deluding myself? Am I on happy pills? Am I like... No, it's. I mean, I've been on that I've been on that medication for years. Yeah. And whenever I have, I have a consultation every six months and I'm like, yeah, I'm staying on it. Thank you. Yeah. I don't need to come off it like, was so un alert. it was yeah, just completely the, the, unbalancing and i didn't know horrible. what recourse was i didn't know what to say yeah so. because you don't because also you're like oh maybe he's right yeah i mean i think this is also actually horrible about like it's so hard because it's like you'll have a one bad experience of a doctor who says something like that and then you're like they can then have such an impact on how you feel about like the decisions you're making it's not really for them to have opinions yeah they just you know, they give you like advice on what you need, but for them to say something like that, it's ha- like happy weird. pills. It was that expression made me feel like so that's like something that like a fucking like shaman would say, yeah, not like an <laughs> actual GP or even like like your uneducated dad, yeah, who's still on the mappy or pills. like your yeah. drug dealer who's like, you should just fucking like smoke weed instead, like I think don't it did be on the stick happy with pills. me because even then, when I like I stayed on it for I think it was like two more years afterwards. But even like all that time, I used to have that echo around the back of my head, like the happy pills. And I think it did influence my choice to come off them eventually. I'm not saying like I haven't been, I like successfully navigated life without them since mm. then. But I feel like I still feel a little bit, if I ever got into a dark place again, would I want to go back on them? And would I feel embarrassed yeah, about sure. that? Well, it's, it's made you uncomfortable about making yeah. that decision again. Yeah. Or talking to a GP about it again. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, even when I like start seeing someone new... I'm always like, oh, yeah, I'm on antidepressants. And I always get, like, worried about, why the fuck do I care what they think? Yeah. Why do I care? I'm always like, oh, I'll just hide my pills for the beginning. Sure, but then it's that whole thing of, like, oh, they're going to know that I'm on antidepressants. They're going to think that I've got depression. They're going to think I've got baggage. They're going to think this is too much for me to deal with. Yeah, but all of those things are true. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) where's the lie? Like, you should know (laughs) before you, like, get too deep. (laughs) I just wanted to ask you one more thing. Do you think there's ever anything that you could do that you would be ashamed of, if that makes sense? Like, because obviously your dad's a politician. Do you not get worried of being like, oh my God, I'm going to do this, really going to embarrass my dad? No, I feel the other way. I feel like he's going to do shit that's going to fucking embarrass me (laughs) (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Honestly, all the time. If someone texts me like, oh, have you seen your dad's Twitter? And I'm like, what's he done? And then I go and it's like he's just posted like a hideous picture of himself. Um, I don't feel, no, but I mean, look, I think I have done things in my life that I have rightfully so felt really ashamed of, like gotten with people like friends is like ex-boyfriends and stuff like that that has like made me feel really 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 bad about myself but those were bad things that I've done so I think it's possible that I'll do some things in the future that like I will regret and I will be ashamed of but it's a bit like this is one of the things I was like wanted to talk about because especially the title of my book is amazing disgrace and like actually the word disgrace is like used as like a bad word like rapists and murderers and like those people are disgraced like they're disgraces in society and so like i didn't want people to think that i was sort of bigging up 
those kinds of bad people it was just because my name is grace so it was like fitting <laughs> and also i was always called a disgrace like everyone used to say you're so ungracious you're such a disgrace but i always say like obviously like rapists and murderers should be ashamed of themselves like yeah. there's so many people in society like fucking who do awful things like pedophiles should be ashamed of themselves yeah of course fucking like us lot as teenagers who hadn't done anything wrong we we didn't deserve to feel feel shame like sure, that was yeah. not on us and that was not our fault that was the world around us so yeah okay but what i mean is like could you ever could you ever do anything that somebody could slut shame you for or are you past that point of allowing yourself to ever be slut shamed i'll definitely never ever be slut shamed you, you won't be i mean look if i fucking like cheat was a serial cheater then yeah. that but that's different no, no i would never be slut shamed and it would be so it would be so like read the room if anyone tried to slut shame me. I'd be like, yeah. do you know who I am? And like all I talk about is like being a slut. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> do you remember that girl we met who had like got railed oh my by God, three by guys? By three guys yeah. and she loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember she told that story and I was like, I'm so jealous. I want that to be my story. Like, <laughs> I wish I could tell the story of the time I was at a dinner party and I decided, to, was it three or was it four men? No, it was four of them in total. I think it was four of them in total, total yeah but she literally did it in the middle of a dinner party in the party. middle of a dinner party like, did what between the entrees and the dessert yeah like <laughs> went and fucked three of the guys in the bedroom that is delicious i know <laughs> no I'm amazing so jealous yeah, i need a I fucking know. i need i need group sex i need to sort one out i have like a bucket list of this period that i'm single which i'm in now before i get into my next relationship who who knows when or who that will be with but before that i have a list of things that i want to do and i've never had like a, fr a threesome mm. and so i'm th i'm working out like what i'm gonna do now oh wait so at the dinner party was it you were having sex it wasn't with her it wasn't me it wasn't oh no I it wasn't me i wish it was me that's why i said i was jealous oh no no i thought there was like a story that she told about getting railed by three men and then there was another you were telling another story about you at a dinner party no i've I never like, had all these people sex. having this fab like, yeah ima imagine grace like getting fucked by all these people and then going was it three men or was yeah. it just four of us i can't remember i was yeah. like this is <laughs> sensational that's iconic <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't me i want to basically like there are two scenarios that could run through here one of them is like i've always wanted to have sex with two men mm. but like preferably like and I like I like watching men get with each other so like preferably like by men whereas like guys I get with are never like by so like yeah. that's something I just think is gonna have, have to come to me at some point like it will just come alternatively like basically I, I have very like Samantha Jones syndrome of like <laughs> if I was gonna have a threesome with someone that I even remotely like I would not be able to handle like the jealousy that I would feel and like the competitivity that I'd feel with another woman whereas mm. I don't compete with men in that way um so I think it I could do it with like a man and a woman if like the man is someone that I'm like not do you know what in I mean? In a relationship with. Yeah. Not, but not even that. Not like, even dating. Like, had well, feelings no, for. There, is, there is someone that I'm dating that I think I could do it with because it's like so casual. And we've been talking about it. And he was like, if you find someone, let's do it. Um, so I'm shopping around. <laughs> well, on Raya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she comes home, she's like, oh, sorry, I've got Mila Kunis. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jesse J's available. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you imagine? Oh my god! If somebody brought home Mila Kunis, I'd oh fuck her. Oh my god! I would fuck her. But okay, so I couldn't do that though, because then I'd have fucking like, no. It would have to be someone who I feel I'm like 
hot then. So, okay. <laughs> okay. And I would still have to be the, the centre of attention. This okay. is what I said to the guy. I was like, there's so many conditions to this yeah, being me, able to happen. Mila Kunis me, with pull focus. Not <laughs> Absolutely not happening in a minute. Susan Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> but then he might get confused. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine he's like, oh shit, bitch, you got me twins? <laughs> it's a joke I do, oh, don't okay. worry, don't worry. He's looking so upset that you're calling me Susan Boyle. <laughs> I thought I was laughing so hard as I did it. <laughs> no, it's a joke I do a lot, me and Sus. Okay, so let me ask you just a couple more things. Yeah. Firstly, okay, as people, humans that have certain desires, i.e. fucking two men at once and like going to a group sex party, just said yeah. people that are also looking to get into relationships and stuff and who are quite open about sex and how we talk about it. When we're meeting that person, should we just shut the fuck up? Like, for example, if I was to date a guy like next week would i then be like oh yeah go listen to last week's episode i'm like yeah i want to do this want to do that like do you think sometimes things are just better left unsaid no i see i don't but like but i always push it to the furthest extreme because then I if feel people like that's what i love want to go then they shouldn't be here basically yeah. so like, i remember my first date with my ex-boyfriend we were he lived in south london he lived near brockwell park in brixton and we were walking back to, down to the tube to bricks and tubes together we walked past brockwell park and i was like i once had a fucking crazy one night stand in that park <laughs> and he was just like okay why did you have to tell me that like no, i have to walk past this park and now i'm gonna think every day and i was like no because that's you're gonna have that throughout if you're gonna be dating me it's gonna be like wherever we go i am gonna bring up past sexual experiences i talk about it on stage all the yeah. time if you can't handle that you absolutely haven't got a chance with me See, I don't know. I don't know if I need to know about your past sex stuff. And if you want to date me and never listen to a single episode of my podcast, I'm perfectly fine well, with that Well, then that's too. fine. That's fine. I think it's fine if they don't want to listen to the podcast and you say, like, I talk about it. But you, they should know that you talk about that stuff on there. I don't think it should be like you don't say anything and then by chance they discover the podcast or you haven't told them what you talk about on it. Mm. They know you do sure, it, but they, sure. then they listen to it and they're like what the fuck you're talking about all this shit and blah 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 because yeah. if they're not okay with it that is going to be an absolute bombshell Sorry. i've made the mistake in the past of not talking about that stuff early on and ha having to like say it like later on down the line even just like working in the production office of a porn company for some people they're like that's disgusting i wish you told me that earlier and i'm like uh, why that's so weird i just don't think i come across and like, everyone i date ever is like like i'll literally be like i remember like a guy i was seeing recently we were like we just had sex like lying in bed together and i was like oh my god like the other day i bumped into this guy and i was like chirpsing him and then i didn't <laughs> realize that we'd already fucked and i was like that's obviously a story and then the other day i was actually in bed with this guy that i'm seeing and my friend called me and i'd been out the night before and i just started telling this story in front of him he was lying in bed next to me telling the story about how i'd been out and like this guy who i'd fucked once and like his best friend had walked in on us fucking and like watched us for a bit and they came up to me where i was like in this and i was like how funny that we bumped into that guy like who walked in on me like doing doggy <laughs> and this guy's just sitting there didn't say anything like i just feel like i attract men who like do not care because mm. they know that i'm just always talking about sex i'm the samantha jones in this situation of what you're talking about like 
I, I think if I'm in love with you and we've got past like that preliminary phase of you might leave me, then I'm like, cool, talk about all the exes you want. But if this is like, if we're still in like the first few months and you're talking about your exes and how you fucked this boy in this park and you did this, I'll be like, where's the need? Like, just keep to yourself. You just volunteered that information. I didn't yeah. need it. Yeah, no, I get that. But I think people are different. But I think like it's weird because I remember... I actually feel now, because so many of my issues in relationships have been about jealousy, I actually like when I start seeing someone and they're like very like open with their past because then I'm like, I can't, there's like, if there's no secrets and stuff, then I can't, there's nothing I can bug out about and freak out about. Mm. So I actually now I'm like, I'd much rather we're just like always open, always tell each other like, because there's so many issues with my ex-boyfriend where like, you know, I made this stupid rule when we were together that if we ever bumped into people we'd fucked in the past, we had to say to each other, oh, by the way, I've slept with that person, right? He stuck to that rule. But then it got to the point where I was so ashamed of how many people we'd see that I'd fucked that it got to this point where I was like, I can't just keep saying, like, everyone in my friendship group, <laughs> like, by the way, I fucked him. Because yeah. <laughs> it just got to a point where there'd be, like, a room of people and every single man there I'd had sex with. So I was like, why did I make this rule? <laughs> this is sensational. <laughs> why did I make that rule? Because it was, like, such a stupid decision for me. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't really know what my point is because it's so hard to win, isn't it? But I think as well with some when when you meet someone and the chemistry is good and you're getting on with them really well, I think stuff like that kind of fo- tumbles out naturally. And if you're if you're just being committed, if you're committed to being honest with that person from the outset, I think when you talk about that stuff, it flows naturally, and you're sort of like it will maybe be a, like an off the cuff comment, and then the other person will be like, oh, okay, cool, right, yeah, fine. And if you start off like that, then I think the dialogue. And having having an open dialogue from the outset, then it's organic, okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you if I think I would find if I if I went on a date with someone or maybe a couple of dates and I didn't feel hundred percent comfortable with them, I would then feel like, oh god, I've got to maybe I need to hold this back until we have a better connection. You know, like maybe we're not connecting well or we're we're not vibing right because like I need to get in there a bit more and, and present myself a bit better. And well, just, be you just don't feel comfortable enough yeah. to say it. That's yeah. what it is. And, I, that, and, that's and if not, somebody that's doesn't make you feel that comfortable enough in the first four days, yeah. then... Then they're not right. Yeah, Sorry, but it's on. true. This yeah. is what I think. I'm like, it's a measure of how much I like someone. Yeah. If I feel I can be really open with them because I'm not worried that they think I'm quote unquote too much. Yeah. Oh, so much I of my life feel, feeling like I'm too much. Yeah. And so like now that's why I never hold back with anyone purely out of protest of like, if it is too much, you are not meant to be in my life. Yeah. So I'd rather just be completely upfront about that, like from the get go. Yeah. I like that using it as more of like, the, f- the first thing to like is like a screening process rather than like having that in your mind and then when they leave being like oh well it wasn't meant to be because they didn't make me feel this no like, honestly like, my like, my yeah. main thing is like you know it's like if i am too much for someone then they are so not meant to be in my life and that's like fine you know like we're, we are not all meant to be in each other's lives it's just how it goes unfortunately it's obviously shit when you like someone and then they're like, you're too much for me. But that's why I'd rather get it over and done with Find out early. from the first yeah. time I meet them. Because it's like, I'm, not, I'm never going to conceal my personality for them to then suddenly be like, oh, you're too much. At the beginning, that's why I literally go to 100 on like a first date. Cause I'm like, because <laughs> then you've seen it all. Like, you know everything. And then you can decide if you want to see me again. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks. <laughs> sounds like it's a good strategy. Yeah, it works.
Are you ready for some confessions, guys? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Fab. These confessions from our listeners and followers. Okay, so the first guy who I'm going to call Iconic. <laughs> he says, got cum in my eye having sex before video call. Said it was conjunctivitis. Got the next two days off. Ooh, that's amazing. That's yeah, love that. Yeah. I mean, love not lovely that, that you, you gauzed up your eye, but... No, but it's making the best out of a bad situation. So I don't even think that's a bad situation. If the worst thing about sex is like that he came in your eye, that's like, oh, I'm sorry. There's like I don't know. I can't even cheesecake. I can't even put eye drops in. (laughs) Like I'm so scared of stuff going in my eyes. I don't think that's him. I don't think he feels the same way. I don't think he had a lot of choice about putting it in his eye. Uh, maybe. You can direct a cock. It's not like a bird shit. Like, we don't know Come on my eye. Go. Come on my eye. Come in my eye. No, but just like he could have directed it away from his face. Maybe he was aiming for the mouth and then someone like, he just got bumped. Maybe just wear goggles in future. Mm. Okay. Well, whatever happened, or I mean, he earned close himself. Your eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I like to see it. You like to see that? Yeah, I just like to see the I like to see the tap turn on. We, we always used to do this in school, right? We watched a sex education video, <laughs> and it was a it was a really close, close, close up of this guy's head, and when he penis was, head or face penis head, okay. And then when he was ejaculating, that they it was like a, they put it in slow motion, and it was like ah, <laughs> and they're like, but it was that close up that. The head actually looked like a bum. And I was like, what is that coming out of the bum onto her belly? Like, why is he shitting that white stuff on her belly for, fam? Like, what's going on? (laughs) I didn't get it. Uh, I think it was just his, like, his eye or his lips, like, whatever you want to call it. Slit. Slit. <laughs> but that is a, that is a fab confession. You earned yourself two days off by doing something that you love. Mm. Well done. Well done. Well Forgiven. Done. This person says, "I fucked my ex's best friend mm. on top of my drunkenly passed out ex." Oh my love god! That. I love that. Love. Yeah. I want to know how these are happening because we had someone. The I want to know how someone sleeps through that. Yeah, we had someone the other day that had sex in their mum's bed or something while the mum was in it. <laughs> the friend's mum was in it. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, either that was a very kinky setup, or she's the like world's heaviest sleeper. She sleep heavier than you, Anthony. <laughs> Can you imagine being? Are you a really heavy sleeper? I'm a heavy sleeper. Could yeah. you sleep next to two people having sex? If they were fucking at about 2am, then yeah. Really? Yeah, if it was like... I remember that if I ever have to stay over at your house. I'll do, <laughs> my, do my grind yeah, meet 2am. You can 2 come over at 2. <laughs> yeah, you won't ever be invited. Death to the world. Yeah. <laughs> Death to all of them. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of here for the fact that like, how do you feel about, okay, quote unquote, like revenge on exes? Not like you have to go and get revenge, but to me, there's just something like, so sweet and delicious about sleeping with your ex's friend. I'm like, <laughs> even your homeboys are on my team. I don't know. I think like it depends how you broke up with the person. Yeah. 
if they cheated on you, then yeah, I would do that. But if they didn't, I would never do that. Yeah. Oh, if God. they're a real bastard ex, then I can sort of understand yeah, it. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. I think it's probably quite unhealthy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Imagine karma. he's like a really nice guy. Yeah. And we're like, hey, yeah. Man. Imagine if, yeah. yeah, this is it. Imagine if the well, relationship just ran its course. He has to be a nice-ish course. guy. She's still in a fucking bed with him. <laughs> like, she hasn't cut him out of her life. Hasn't changed the key. That hasn't changed like, the locks. <laughs> he's still in the bed. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah, true. He has literally gone, <laughs> gone out and found his best friend. Well, he hasn't gone out and found him. They're obviously all there together, so it must have been some sort of a party. But imagine just like fucking the best friend and be like, hmm, who's this better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why I want to bang a dad and a son or two brothers. Christ. Just to be like, <laughs> does it run in the family? That's not how your dad does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We did actually we we did get a lot of sleeping confessions, funnily enough. I work at a hospital oh. and have lost count as to how many doctors I have fucked. No, no. Because I was really worried they were gonna be yeah. like shagging coma patients or something. No, sorry, that, that should have had a oh. full stop after it. I yeah. see. <laughs> New confession. I work at a hospital and I've lost count as to how many doctors I have fucked. Oh, um, that's fine. Fab. Fab. Yeah, but also, do you not kind of... I feel like we're being cheated. Like, why am I paying for a fucking hinge when I could just be, like, cruising the... Yeah, you yeah, should have yeah, done yeah, a medical yeah. degree. Just cruising go to, the whole, <laughs> go to A&E. Yeah, cruising the halls of Lewisham A&E, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I that's mean, great. Look, I mean, that's your co-worker. Yeah, also, you are, you're you working really hard in hospital, which none of us are doing, so you should get that fucking... <laughs> Get that excitement where you can. Exactly. Okay, this one's a little bit controversial, but we're going to read it anyway. I made identical twins suck and eat each other out. (laughs) (laughs) Just for my own pleasure. (laughs) What's killing me is the fact he's like, just for my own pleasure. Like, what else would you do it for? Their well-being? Like... (laughs) So that they can look back on this moment <laughs> yeah, yeah. with great fondness every time it's their birthday. Like, remember that day? Yeah, they're like, oh my God, there's so many nutrients in dick. You yeah. should you should get on that. <laughs> oh, you've always shared cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shared a womb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think you could fuck... I mean, obviously everyone's going to say no because we're talking about incest. But do you think you could fuck somebody that looked exactly like you if they weren't related? No. No? No. Oh, I'll no. be well, if they weren't related. No, no, I don't even get with men who remotely look like me. Yeah, I, like, don't. I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You'd have like a fab with like big curly hair, <laughs> <laughs> big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Like it can't be often you see a guy and you're like, oh, can't get with him. He's got the same facial structure as me. You know I mean? No, I always see men who look like me. What yeah. do you oh, there's this comedian. He's called like TJ Miller. Do you know him? No. He looks bare like Back me. To Google. Google him. He's like obviously not as hot as me, but I think he's called TJ Miller. Okay, show me. <laughs> this is the same guy. I'm fucking gang. No, show me, show me. I think it is. Yes. 
If you need to know who he is, we're going to post a side by side. Yeah, 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 that's what you should do. <laughs> On our Instagram. Okay, well, I would definitely fuck somebody who looks like me. Would I would fuck TJ Miller, though. How much money's he got? Well, he must be doing I actually think well. he got hashtag me too. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think he's a hashtag me too, huh? He's a Weinstein or he's a Weinstein? Oh, no. No, he's a he's, victim. Yeah, accused no, of sexual... No, he's, the, he's the Weinstein. Oh, he's the he's the predator. Yeah, accused yeah, of yeah. sexual and physical oh. assault. Yeah. Well, sounds like I won't have an option in the matter. (laughs) 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 The best part about doing a controversial joke is the sigh you get. (laughs) (laughs) And release. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wouldn't fuck anyone. Because I don't even, yeah, I don't uh, fuck fair heads or like like blue-eyed people or anything like that. Dark eyes and blue hair I can probably get away with, but blue you know, hair, blue hair and dark blue eyes. Blue hair and dark <laughs> eyes. Yeah. yeah. James says I blew a guy. Not me. No. No, you're dumb, dumb top. Oh yeah. James says I blew a guy while his boyfriend was out on the deck grilling us all dinner. So the boyfriend's <laughs> making a barbecue <laughs> and you're sampling the husband's meat. Making mm. a meal. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I've tasted the sausage already. Yeah. Delicious. Oh. <laughs> Who wants a wiener? <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of one. <laughs> I just feel like that is uh, that is like bare disrespectful. Like yeah. you, if you didn't even fuck somebody else's boyfriend, you fucked him while the boyfriend was cooking, grilling your meat. Like that's Making so food rude. for you. Yeah. Wetting away in the kitchen and you're just getting, giving head. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like fucking... Pouring he was sweating sweat away on the deck, and apparently they were sweating away in the bedroom or the toilet or something. On the dick. On the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. On the dick, face On the Dirty deck. Cock sucking whore. It's still Loki, a bit iconic though, isn't yeah, it? I yeah, I mean, look, it just depends. Like, it depends how serious is the relationship. How is much your boyfriend you a bastard? How you much? Know? Yeah, is the guy a cunt? Like, this guy could yeah. be like a TJ Miller, and then it's yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to give you head. Because <laughs> you're just not having a happy life otherwise. <laughs> it's more charity. What does that remind me? It reminds me of that confession of the person that sucked off his best mate's boyfriend and then they went and had a burger together. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's Cheeseburger like gate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What's so funny about that? I don't know what. It's something about it just tickled me. As soon as you put gate on anything, it's like... <laughs> Whopper gate. So official. Um, <laughs> Petrol gate. <laughs> Kieran says that he was on a date at a straight bar, ended up sucking off another guy in the toilets that he met there. Fab. Well, that's a Saturday. Yeah, kind of love. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So actually something sort of similar happened to me when I was in Berlin. <laughs> I was definitely in this situation. I love the way you say Berlin. Berlin. Like Anne Berlin. <laughs> as opposed to what? Berlin. Anne Berlin. No, as you, you say like Anne Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> oh, stop it. I'm always the person that calls out other people when they say something wrong. <laughs> I find it so funny. So when somebody's doing it to Berlin. Me. When I was in Berlin. <laughs> 
like, what? Listen, how did you know I wasn't hanging out the back of Anne? Yeah. <laughs> was Anne Boleyn one of Henry VIII's wives? Yeah, she's the one that got beheaded. Right, yeah. yeah. She gave me so some So when hair. I was in Boleyn, in the carcass of Boleyn. Oh. Yeah. Right down the neck. <laughs> <laughs> She was throwing me some neck. <laughs> yes, yeah, so something similar did happen. I was definitely in this situation, but I wasn't the person that wrote it. I was the guy that got sucked off by the guy who was on a date. Yeah, and it was my birthday, which was kind of cute. Um, but yeah, I literally just walked into the bar, saw this guy on a date. They were so obviously on a date. And then I sort of saw him look at me and then I was like, oh, you know, you're just like, it's on. And then I just went into the bathroom and he followed me in. Really? Yeah. He didn't even have to just like flash and a then he went, And then he went back to his day? Yeah, that he literally went and like sucked my dick and then literally went back to his day. Christ. Wow. But I didn't, it was my do you, birthday. Do you ever wonder if yeah, the guy, I love that. Do you ever wonder if the other guy like on the, on the day with him, yeah, tasted you on his lips yeah. afterwards? Maybe. I think it tastes like black currant <laughs> refresher. <laughs> 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 Wait, is that gross? Crisco, or? Crisco, J Lube, or something yeah, like that. Berlin. Yeah, that's a very Berlin. That's a very Berlin. <laughs> very Berlin. Very Berlin. And Berlin. <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm quite uh, into this one too. This is our final confession of the day. Then we're going to pick a winner. I was at a friend's dinner party and I let a guy finger me while we were all eating around the table. <laughs> Nobody noticed. <laughs> I love that. I hope it wasn't finger food. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <sighs> finger buffet. <laughs> I remember once when when I was like teenager, I remember we were out for New Year's and we were in fucking Woolwich Arsenal, which like is so far away from North London where I'm from. And I got fingered by this guy that I fancied so much. And like the girls used to take the piss out of how much I fancied this guy. Anyway, we went back to a house party later on and they kept me because like, I'd said like, his fingers just were a bit gross, like they were a bit butters. <laughs> and then we were back at this house party later on in the night and we were watching him and he was at the oven putting fish fingers in the oven. Whoa! And then he was handing out fish fingers and they'd all been like, oh, he had fishy fingers before. <laughs> now he's like actually <laughs> passing fish fingers around the party. <laughs> oh, fucking oh, seafood. Whenever I see a fish finger now, I think of it. Wait, uh, so they... <laughs> Wait, when you say his fingers were a bit butters, did you mean they like they grubby, just looked a bit grubby, butters? Dirty. Grubby. Oh, so yeah, they were dirty yeah. before they fingered you, and then yes, yes, and then they went to do. Well, the they seafood were all platter. joking. This guy was a bit grubby, like he was hot, but he was grubby. Like <laughs> <laughs> he was like one of those rich boys that looks homeless, basically. Oh. Oh. <laughs> also, I love how uh, he didn't even have the dignity of the threesome girl to go in the other room. He was literally just like, "Yeah, do me right here." I've done that when I was in Edinburgh. After like one of our shows, we all went back to our apartment with a bunch of friends and stuff. And we all sat around the table, I think, like having a drink, having a catch up. And there was a guy just sat next to me, like properly giving me the finger the whole time. I remember thinking we were facing the kitchen. Every time someone got up for a drink, they must have just seen his hands down the back of my pants. Like, love. Fully like Punch and Judy show. Yeah, love. <laughs> love it. Have you ever got fingered in public? Yeah, I yeah. once got fingered. Like, me and my. So me and my ex-boyfriend and my best friend and the guy she was seeing at the time, we had we'd gone away together and we were coming back in the car and me and my boyfriend at the time were sitting in the back and he was just fingering me for ages. And Anna, I've told Did her... Did you wind down the window? I've told her that, like, later on. Yeah, later on. She was so on, fucking yeah. angry at me. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, obviously, I'm not going to say anything. I love any kind of that stuff in public places. Like, I've been fingered like on trains... Uh, 
I feel like that's diff- it's different for girls, though, because it's a bit easier to access and it's a bit... Yeah, I think it's quite a little more subtle to do. Yeah. Because I think, like, sometimes... Well, I've, you know, I've been thinking in a club. I've lived my life. And, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when I think about it from, like, outside my own perspective, I just imagine, like, how it must look, like, the arm reached all the way around. And then you have to, like, dig into the waistband and then get up and under mm. to, like, finger a boy, really. Yeah. Unless... I guess you can do it from the front, but you'd have to have, like, your, your pelvis sort of tilted forward. But what so. about if we're, like, side by side? Yeah. Well, like just yeah. standing on a wall. No, just, just standing. You know, like in like a family portrait. <laughs> yeah. <or> <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean so that the arms round the back yeah, and you just yeah, stood yeah. side by side? Yeah. I guess it doesn't. Well, um, in a club though, you would have to go up subtle. against a wall. Because if I was at the bar queuing up for a drink or something, and uh, there was someone just like with their hand at the back of someone's pants, I'd still notice that. I wouldn't. Yeah. Be like, I don't know though. I let people put their hands down my trousers all the time in public. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. I just think it looks more obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't recall ever getting fingered by somebody in public. I mean, I definitely did finger somebody <laughs> on the stage at Heaven Love. when I was about 19. And you know, when you're just like, I was just like really going for it. Like my finger was just really enjoying exploring that hole. And then like, obviously I smelt it afterwards and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Heaven's the first place I got fingered as well behind it's, the speaker. Yeah, it's it's an old finger. And I ground. thought it was going to steal my passport, and mm. I kept saying, "Please don't steal my passport." While, <laughs> while he was like two knuckles deep in me. I mean, I just I just don't know. If, like, <laughs> I just don't know if the immigrants want it that badly. I know, no, it wasn't like it was an English guy. I don't know why I was. Like, I think it's because my mum always used to make me so paranoid that someone was going to steal my passport. <laughs> and it was my form of ID to get into clubs because I looked so young but she'd be like don't let anyone nick it so i was very aware it was in one pocket and the guy was fingering me and i was just convinced he was going to try and steal okay let's pick a winner silence silence let's pick a winner uh is it conjunctivitis Mm. fingered at the dinner table (laughs) sex on the sleeping ex the guy who ate the barbecue grill meat that wasn't on the barbecue Mm -hmm. the guy who sucked off the straight guy's date Mm -hmm. and the the identical twins. The, the, other ident- one. The, the identical twins, yeah. I think my winner is getting fingered at the table. Okay. I think mine was the one who sucked off the guy on the date. Or conjunctivitis, because that's like, actually, actually conjunctivitis is quite... No, but wait, wasn't there one at the hospital that was fucking all of the doctors? Oh, yeah, there was also a doctor fucking everyone at the hospital. That's not a winner for me. That was no, so boring. No, that's not a winner. Like, oh, you fucked a colleague. Just jealous. Yeah. I'm just yeah. jealous of that. Like, you don't need to show off. <laughs> you don't need a doctor to get a bone. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, no, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards like fingered at the dinner table for the mm. sheer audacity, but I do love conjunctivitis in the eye. Two winners. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Grace, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been yeah, hilarious. It's been so much <laughs> but fun. But insightful. <laughs> thanks. Hilarious, but insightful. <laughs> Always. And tell us, where can people get your book? Amazing Disgrace. Oh, it's like everywhere. Amazon, Waterstones, Waterstones. All, all the places. Amazing Disgrace by Grace Campbell. Oh, I love a Waterstones. They smell lovely. Mm. That book smell. Mm, I do love the smell of books. Yeah. Well, if you want to find Grace on social media, she is at Disgrace, Disgrace Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> yep, I knew that one. Yep, thank you. I stare at that handle every day. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we're at Cocktails Cock Talk. 
which is where we'll do our confession shout outs. And if you want to follow us collectively as the podcast, we're at Cocktails Confessions. I'm at Shalai Slays. And my handle is at I am Dom Top. So, you know, you said that you were like shopping for a third party. <laughs> yeah. How do you find someone? I'm just going to wait and see. I walked up to someone in a club once Trusting while I was on a universe. date. Yeah. I walked up to someone in a club once while I was on a date and just went, do you want to have a fucking threesome? And then we went home together. <gasps> but why do you have to use fucking though? Do you want to have fucking I think threesome? I was high, so everything was fucking get it. I was being very fucking. emphatic. Yeah, love. Like very Rebecca do Moore. Fucking, fucking threesome, threesome, you filthy, filthy fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite awkward, isn't it? You can't really go like, even if you put it on grind and you're like threesome question mark, you're just going to get like pigs. Yeah, no, like I just people know that are not someone will come the role. and I'll be like, oh, okay, you you can do it. You'll get a vibe. It'll mm. be it'll be one night in a bar. Mm. But what if you're well, that that person comes and then you're not talking to the person before? I think I probably will be. It's so casual, but then I'll, it will happen. Yeah. It'll happen at some point. She's got faith. Yeah, I have. Like George Michael. Manifest. You've got to believe in that spit rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it won't be a spit rose because it'll be... No. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it could. Well, no, she also wants yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm open to both. Believe and achieve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the holes are open. <laughs> <laughs> She's made me whistle like a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> you mean it's like... <laughs> <laughs> love it.